Hi, welcome to Famous First Times, a podcast about VIP bangs. I'm Dom. I'm Ian. And we're going to be looking at superstar shag stories. Uh, Ian brings them to me. I'm going to read them out, interpret them in my own way. And uh, we'll do like a deep dive on what we think is going on. It's not really a deep dive though, it's more of a shallow dive. Not really looking into that much, just having a laugh. <laughs> <laughs> Alright, well, if we got then, who can tell us? Alright, this episode we're looking at one guy, one giant arsehole. Brilliant, let's fucking see what he's got to say for himself. <laughs> So yeah, chuck, a, chuck another pop star at me. Is it a pop star or a film star? Who have we got? We've got pop star. Yeah. Sting. <laughs> Sting. From Yeah, from the police. Yeah. And, and his solo career. From police and the Sting. <laughs> um, yeah. Oh, he's... Um... He's known for his, his love skills, isn't he? I thought you might bring that up, yeah. yeah it's tantric yeah. business. Well, you know the truth behind that. Is what, is he not really a tantric love god? Well, what what did he say? That he shagged for like seven or eight hours. That's what everyone thinks, isn't it? Seven or eight hours, just kept on coming, but just could keep going. Yeah, that's what that's the the received wisdom of Sting's sex life and its tantric sex life. Yeah. Bollocks, not true, not true at all. He spoke about it a couple of years later because it was obviously such a big story. Yeah. And he was saying, oh, no, no, it involves like going for a meal and going for a walk and holding hands and shit. <laughs> so it's just living your life yeah. and just calling that sex. Because in, <laughs> in that case, I've been shagging for about 20-odd years constantly. Yeah. <laughs> One long, big 22-decade shag. Wow. <laughs> so, yeah, apparently that's what tantric sex is in Sting's head leading up to it and like having a chat and just know. any time between one jizz and the next jizz oh it's just all one big it's all one big yeah. <laughs> see I'm not having that I think there's a, there's a definite start and an end to a shag probably involves penetration like nipple a nipple and then a jizz nipple to start jizz to end yeah you've got to be dessert. touching someone pretty much constantly someone's rude bits Rude bits have got to be involved. Yeah, and messed with. And the, in the end, is a cum. <laughs> Ta-da! <laughs> From either side. All right, most shags. Most shags have a jizz at the end. But, yeah, it's definitely rude bits. You can't just go for a fucking meal. <laughs> yeah, that's not shaggy. You're sat in a restaurant and the waiter comes over. Um, can you uh, take this outside? <laughs> this is... It's just filthy. Actually, do you know when that story first came out? There's an interview with a magazine. It was Bob Geldof and Sting being interviewed. And Bob Geldof goes, oh, I'm just a, a three-minute man, but Sting does yoga. I bet he does it for hours. And that, that's where that come from. And he just, like, ran with that. Said, yeah. But he pretended that he did. And then <laughs> yeah. started backtracking, like, months later. When that's all he became known for. Yeah. <laughs> it's a defining thing. But yeah, Geldof <laughs> accidentally causing that. <laughs> I really like that. What what do you think of Sting, regardless of all that? What do you think of Sting? Oh, he's really annoying. I mean, he's an easy target, isn't he? Him and fucking Geldof and all them lot, they're just, like, they're annoying to think about. They're, like, you know, the kind of people you just want to punch. <laughs> they're just so fucking full of themselves and they think they're so worthy. And they're just fucking pop stars. Yeah, I totally agree with that. 
And like everyone sees him a bit like that, I think. Or a lot of people do. Mm. Just a bit of an annoying, self-righteous cunt. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> All right. What about what about music? Sting's solo music or The Police? What do you think of them? Um, the police is pretty good. But yeah, all his solo stuff is just dreary. I like that one solo one. What is it? F- Fields of Barley. Oh, fucking hell. Is that you like called? that song? <laughs> yeah. It taps into me all 80s synthies, pompous singer-songwriter thing that I was off. Dad pop. Fields of Gold it is. Fields of Gold. Yeah, I got a soft spot for dad pop. So, yeah, he's, like, talented, done some all right stuff. I could never... I could never admit to being a fan of either The Police or Sting. No, you wouldn't say in, in polite company, would you? But we both agree that... Yeah, he's got tunes. We, we both agree. Awful man. Awful man. Awful lyrics. Talented at making something listenable. Yeah. <laughs> how, how do you think he had his first bang? Well, now you've told me that Tantra thing was all bullshit, I'd just, like, my image of him is completely blown. Um, so, yeah, he's probably just, like, fucking everyone else, isn't he? Just, ah, fucking hell. I've, I've, I've got to think of a fucking ace story every time you ask me this. Because, <laughs> <laughs> you know... I'm trying to, like... You know, I've come up with a proper setting. Just, uh, just like, young and... Or whatever. <laughs> fucking hell. You want me to paint, like, this picture? <laughs> vivid, vivid scene. I calm it down. Jesus. All right, so just with his girlfriend, like, maybe going out with, with her for a couple of weeks. And so then bog standard, the boring. Parents ordinary. went away and they, like, caught an hour to go up and have a shag in the... Box room or something. Right, all right, bog standard. Nothing that exciting, nothing wild for Sting. Because he's a boring man. Boring virginity story. Yeah, yeah, I'll, right. I'll, I'll cut for that. Um, but, okay. yeah, speaking of the police, you know the police were formed, don't you? Famous story. Is it famous? I've never heard it. You don't know this? Honestly, no. From a, from a Wrigley's chewing gum advert. <laughs> well, they were, did a theme tune. Well, they were on an advert. They, were, that, that, they weren't a real band. They were just put together to act in this chewing gum advert. And became a band after that. Right, yeah. 1978, the police filmed a TV commercial for Wrigley's Spearmint Gum. Wrigley's asked the band to dye the herbal on to look more punk rock. <laughs> Wrigley's made them punk rock? Sting. That's his <laughs> fucking real name. <laughs> I'm not calling him Sting. It's like when you, when you have like a mate and they're like... All right, guys. Uh, from now on, I want to be known as the Wasp. And everyone's like, fuck off. You call fucking George. Call me the Wasp. <laughs> and for some reason, this guy has got away with it. And everyone just calls him that. Do you know what his real name is? No. Gordon. <laughs> Gordon Matthew Thomas Sumner. This is how we should refer to him from now on. Yeah. Gordon. Gordon. All right, this is from Gordon's book. Broken Music, a memoir, and it was published in 2003. And it's his first wank. Let's hear about Gordon's first wank. <laughs> I'd lie in the darkness on the attic bedroom above the dairy where I've successfully ejaculated into my hand for the first time. <laughs> 
I have no idea what it is that had exploded into my hand in the dark. Only that it has the viscosity and temperature of blood. <laughs> the delicious thrill of the moment is tempered with a terror that I have injured myself and that my body and the sheets of my bed will be bloody mess in the light of morning. A light would waken my little brother. This is my secret. And already I can feel the welts on my legs from my father's hand. Fear, guilt and fumbled ecstasy are already farming the seductive cocktail that will wallow in the warm pit of my loins long after this in first intoxication. Right, so there you go. Sting's first wank. Yeah. Just thinking he'd like ruptured himself. He must have just thought dick had exploded blood and he'd ruptured his... <laughs> Fucking balls or something. I didn't know. But he was rubbing himself. He knew what was happening. Surely. You know. Do, do you know what? Don't he talk like a fucking wank? <laughs> <laughs> the delicious thrill of the moment is tempered with a terror that I have injured myself. Like, fuck off, man. So he's talking about you're talking like that about having a wank. About <laughs> <laughs> having a teenage wank. <laughs> this is things probably, you know, this book was horrible to read. Everything's just the most pompous overblown overwrought a load of shit I wrote a couple of lines down that just get the vibe across of what I had to suffer through for this right. talking about music and stuff as a kid I had no prejudices about what kind of music I liked I listened to everything with the rapt attention of a neophyte <laughs> neophyte <laughs> neophyte and then he's on about some other things some girl or something later on her attack is inexorable destroying every defensive redoubt <laughs> he thinks he's like an old English in literature master Every line is full of this kind of shit. Yeah, it, it's a true pomp and ceremony of Sting's personality. Yeah, it? and he's a working class Geordie. Where, yeah. where does this come from? What the fuck has happened to him to make him be so obnoxious? I wonder, I wonder if he was annoying oh, as fuck as a kid as well. I bet he was, yeah. I bet he always had designs on being like a poet and an artist. Always thought that he was a bit better than everyone else. Yeah. Just because he learned a couple of... Long words. Yeah. There's another story, and he's talking about his best mate, Tommy. Yeah. And his best mate, Tommy, knows a load of, like, rude terms, like pearl necklace and titty roll. Yeah. And, and he's talking about it, and he, he ends this paragraph with, Tommy doesn't go to church and claims not to believe in God. He's my first existential hero. <laughs> he's talking about t- titty rolls and pearl necklaces, and he turns it into that. <laughs> makes him an existential hero. <laughs> That's not even a real fucking phrase. No. It's word soup. He's just throwing big words out. Yeah. <laughs> that sting. I'm writing a book. <laughs> I think. I'm, I'm Look at me writing a book. <laughs> it's going to be the greatest book. <laughs> I, we've, I've read through a lot of books with this. I've never hated anyone as much as I hate sting. Does he actually have sex with it? Yeah, he does later on. But before we get to that, yeah. there's a little story about his early stirrings. All right. Here we go. At home, we have our album of Julie London's. Undercover, she's wearing an extremely low-cut evening dress. Uh, put the edge of your hand over the bottom of the cover and she looks completely naked. This provokes such a stirring in my loins that I have to run outside and climb the lamppost in the back lane. <laughs> <laughs> But that only makes it worse. I can stay up there for hours. (laughs) (laughs) My nocturnal 
adventures too are becoming obsessive. Now that I know it's not blood in the morning sheets and my mother is too embarrassed or feeling guilty to say anything about the less than discreet evidence of my activities. Besides, I'm still sure that this phenomenal discovery is mine alone, not having confided it to any of my friends, who I'm convinced simply wouldn't know what I was talking about, even Tommy. Right. <laughs> That's fucking amazing. I mean, the obvious question was, he fucking climbing a lamppost for? <laughs> to get that turned on, <laughs> the only way of dealing with it is to climb a lamppost. This is... There's no rhyme or reason to hey, it. Hey, check it out, though. I can stay up there for hours. Little nod to his tantric stuff. Oh. Tan tantric wanking. <laughs> <laughs> up a lamppost. <laughs> yeah, he's bragging. He can stay up there for hours. No one gives a shit. No one cares, Sting. It's not, it's not that good that he can stay up a lamppost <laughs> with a boner for hours. <laughs> but it, it, does it not mean that he's enjoying it so much, being up the lamppost? Because he is saying being up the lamppost turns him on, like, even more than... Julie London's half-naked body. <laughs> that thing with the album cover, putting your hand over to make it look naked, that's the saddest thing I've ever read. <laughs> so sad. <laughs> that's like, this is what people had to do before the internet. Like, <laughs> yeah, yeah. <laughs> Fuck me, caveman shit. Fucking, I want to do it. Let's yeah. find the album and look at it. Let's try and not get so excited when we see it that we have to run up a lamppost. The thing is, Sting doesn't even say that for laughs. He's not, like, joking. He means that as a, as a, as a really meaningful moment, guys, and just someone like me, with all my energy, just have to climb. But it makes me think of, like, a Tom and Jerry cartoon or something. His tongue was, like, his eyes were popping out and his tongue rolling on the floor, and it's just like... Woo, 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 just, like, spinning <laughs> off smoke behind him, and he just climbs a lamppost, like, steam coming out the top of his head. <laughs> <laughs> She looks bloody gorgeous. Get down here, garden. Get down here right now. No, stay up here. No, ma'am. No, I'm not coming down. I've got to stay up here for hours. Get down here right now. No. I'll tell you what, Julie London was often in evening dresses. Yeah. She's just always wearing Extremely low-cut evening dress. It's not this one, is it? With the, like... Oh, I think it could be Just, just covering up that little black bit. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, this thing was definitely just doing, doing that. that. <laughs> <laughs> if you if you want to experience Sting's first wank for yourself, Tommy Pinter Google Julie is her name album, and just cover up that little black bit that you can see at the bottom of the picture, and start fucking wanking. <laughs> Try not to get too excited. Start your engines, boys. <laughs> Do you reckon that's it? I almost definitely. Well, Sting, get in touch. We want. We'd like to know which album it was. So drop us a mail and we'll interview you. Look, someone's cropped that one, so it does look like <laughs> Sting's first wank. <laughs> because it's Sting, Sting thinks he's invented wanking. He's convinced. Oh, yeah. He's convinced this phenomenal discovery is mine alone. Sting man, get a grip of yourself. Right, should we have a look at when Sting starts dating? Oh, yeah. He starts going to clubs to watch bands and to meet women and stuff. I will eventually work up the courage to ask a couple of the pretty girls to dance, just for the sake of form. But it's usually a waste of time. 
I ask they grunt their approval and then they ignore me for the duration of the song, staring at the ceiling, glaring at the ill-suppressed giggles of their friends, checking the location of the precious handbags. In fact, looking anywhere but at me, I'm frustrated and they're indifferent. When all else fails, they are always the plain girls. <laughs> Fucking hell. They are usually ignored in favour of their prettier sisters and are often happy to be asked. They are much more fun having been forced to develop personalities, unlike the stuck-up virgins tottering around their handbags in the centre of the floor. That winter, I became very friendly with a girl called Mavis, who is actually gorgeous, but has somehow developed a sense of humour and a sophisticated view of the world that doesn't revolve around her makeup mirror. Mavis could also open a brown ale bottle with her teeth. <laughs> <laughs> so he fucking, he likes him. So he... So he's a prick. So he's a fucking prick. But he like he goes on about like, oh yeah, I found a loophole here. If you ask a girl who's a bit fucking boring looking, you know, you can get them to dance. But then the, he doesn't make that his thing. Then he just goes off and gets off with someone who is really good looking, but thinks they're not as good looking. Mm -hmm, yeah. Just someone with low self-esteem. Yeah. Well I... done, Sting. Yeah. Oh, well done. You found your niche. Dunny come across horrible here. Yeah. They are much more fun having been forced to develop personalities unlike the stuck-up virgins. Like, fucking yeah. hell, man. What? Yeah, still using virgin as a diss, like, yeah. when you're an adult. And he's he's writing this thinking he's, 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 he's the pure Alan Partridge, isn't it? Needless to say, Sting had the last laugh. <laughs> God, it's, it's crazy how bad he comes across. And as if they ignore him for the song, they're fucking dancing with him. They're not... Stood there, staring at the ceiling, laughing at him with the mates. I don't think they were laughing at him. They were dancing with him. They, they just, you know, he's just paranoid, isn't it? Yeah, yeah, he's just paranoid. Too... Really low self-esteem. I mean, have we got pictures of him as a kid? Because as an adult, like as a, when he was in the police, he weren't that bad looking, were he? Yeah, he's not. He's not ugly. Oh, there he is. No, good looking kid. Yeah, that's him. Like probably teenager, isn't it? Yeah, yeah he's a good looking guy. So... Yeah. They weren't laughing at him. He just didn't have the... Well, well, I think we can tell he was a bitter guy. Yeah, and thinking that this pretty girl somehow develops a sense of humour and sophisticated will be... Like, like if you're good-looking, you can't, you can't have a personality. Mm. Such a fucking crappy old-fashioned way of thinking about people. Mm. And you do hear people saying that kind of shit, and it's bollocks. Yeah. That doesn't revolve around a makeup mirror. Everything, everything is just bristling with resentment. Babies can also open a brown ale bottle with the teeth. I don't know why I put that in. That was... <laughs> well, next to party girl and a bit Charlie. Don't forget where I come from. We drink brown ale there. So now we've got his first girlfriend. Deborah. Deborah. Deborah Anderson is my first real girlfriend. We met on a double date with a friend of mine from the JM, John Magin. I went off with her friend who had a terrible cold and spent most of the night snuffling into a sodden handkerchief. Apparently John didn't have much luck either, 
So we all met up a week later in the pub and somehow it is Deborah who ends up in my arms and John will walk home alone. <laughs> Deborah is a beautiful girl, tall and shy. She stoops a little, embarrassed because of her height, but she has a wide, full mouth. <laughs> and she smells like toothpaste model. Skinny legs and long, dark hair. Despite our star-class beginning, she and I adore each other from the first moment and it is obvious to everyone who sees us together. We had explored our first intimacies like children making blood promises in the dark, attempting to secure the volatile cargoes of the future in the fumbling, sliding text changes of our lips and hands. Fucking cunt. <laughs> <laughs> these were the tacit <laughs> These were the tacit contracts of sexual risk. The unspoken bonds of shared danger and nobility and longing. You possess this innocence, but once like a memory of Eden. <laughs> <laughs> and that is that's come so late in my teenage years made it so much more poignant. Oh, what a fucking vile <laughs> bastard. How much do you hate him? He's <laughs> just like, stop. stop talking like you can't talk like that in real life. Fuck no. You can't. Maybe he's just trying too hard because, like you said, he's, he's writing a book. Some people do, don't they? People talk fucking bonkers in the biographies. They, you know, getting carried away with themselves, thinking they're really important and thinking yeah. the language that they're using is enriching the reader's experience. Not thinking that you want to hear a person speaking in a book, in a biography. Do you know what all this makes me feel like? It's like being trapped in a tiny room with sting right in my face, his breath stinking of garlic and cigs and shit, and just ranting on at me, just boring on right in my face and you can't escape. It, yeah. That's what it feels like. <laughs> and you're like wincing and turning your head from oh, side to side. And he can't even tell because he's had too many glasses of wine. I've got to tell you about the volatile cargoes of the future in the fumbling science exchanges of his lips and hands. Oh, that's beautiful. It's, the thing is, it's, it's, it's like ugly. It's ugly prose, that. It's ugly words. Volatile cargoes. Fucking <laughs> bollocks. So they, meet in, they all meet in a pub, and Deborah ends up in his arms, and John will walk home alone. So, That's yeah, he steals his, steals his mate's girl, and he's, like, gloating about it, really, isn't gloating, it? Gloating, yeah. And he's saying that Deborah's beautiful, she's, but she stoops. She stoops. Skinny <laughs> legs. Fucking... Yeah, she's just a little embarrassed because of her height. So he's, he's picked someone who's insecure about herself, mm. even though she's, like, really attractive because he preys on these girls with low self-esteem. Mm. Might get them for libel. <laughs> sting might sue. Fuck you, Sting. Come at me, bro. <laughs> <laughs> this, this final bit it sums up Sting. It's his theory on the virgin birth. <laughs> in later life I would have a problem with the virgin birth wondering, I hope not blasphemously why having created the miraculous and sacred mechanism of sex God would see fit to bypass it in order to send Christ into the world untainted by his own invention it just seems like one miracle too many <laughs> <laughs> 
Have you just got pine? I, mean, I can't. I, do you know what? I don't. I don't know what he's on about. I can't almost his bollocks. <laughs> What's he on about? What does he mean there? Well, I mean, he's questioning God, and he's, he's questioning God's logic of creating something and then not using it. You know, if he because he's created sex, and sex is so great. But why is he not using it to bring his own son into the world? Right. I think it sounds sounds like something Richard Dawkins would argue. Do you not think he's coming at just things like saying, "Well, no one else has thought this. I've come up with a, <laughs> I've come up with a way that disproves God." Just in passing, just in passing, towards the end of his book, I'll dispute the nature of God. <laughs> it's an inter- it's an interesting insight into his late night philosophizing. <laughs> It's an exhausting insight into Sting's late night philosophizing. <laughs> There's no one I'd less rather meet than Sting after reading his book. Yeah. Pure, pure trash human. Uh, bullshit. What do you think? Is Sting full of bullshit? Sorry, is Gordon full of bullshit? Gordon is fucking 100% bullshit all the time. Seeping out of his paws. Yeah. And it's not even. I don't. It's not even the stories. I don't even care. But I mean, he didn't climb that fucking lamppost. There's <laughs> no way that happened. Don't know why. He'd, I don't know. He's thinking behind <laughs> any of the things that he says. So I just can't believe any of it. I just won't have any of it as as truth. So no, ten out of ten for bullshit. <laughs> what do you reckon? I just hate him so much. I don't. I, uh, I believe that he had a wank over the Julie London album cover, but. I just think he's oblivious. He doesn't realise how badly he comes across. The way, the way he's mean about and bitter about these women that he's trying to get with. So I think he's kind of... He's revealed himself without meaning to. Yeah. So I think he's quite honest about that. But I don't think he knows what's true and what's not, I think. So it's hard to pick out, like... Because he definitely believes all that's true. All those women, all those girls that was dancing with him were laughing at him. And all them girls that didn't like him, didn't have a personality and all the ones that did were insecure and they only went out with him because they hated themselves. You know, he thinks all that's true and probably none of that was real because he's living in his own fucking stupid fantasy world. It's, this is uh, Sting's worldview, isn't it? Yeah. Like, it's Sting's worldview that's, that we're hating the most here. That's, that's, that's the most offensive part of this. And you, that would be accurately described as bullshit. Yeah, yeah, Sting is a big steaming pile of bullshit. <laughs> okay, can we play my game again? Are we Are we doing this every time? You're going to play that every fucking time? Right, okay. If we get complaints about this, we're getting rid of it. Is he woke? Or should he be cancelled? Is he a new man? Or is he a bastard? Is he enlightened? Or is he a sex pest? Let's find out when we play. Woke are cancelled. Cancelled? Cancelled. <laughs> Cancel the fuck out of him. Get him fucking cancelled. And man. never ever let him be uncancelled. Never <laughs> ever let him come back. I don't care if he puts an apology on Twitter. Just don't let him back. <laughs> He's, sorry, famous first times. I have revised my entire life and all of my misgivings. You're still talking like a twat. <laughs> <laughs> fuck off. Fuck okay, off. Delete yourself. <laughs> I'm not doing one of these again, Ian. Don't bring me such a horrible cunt ever again. <laughs> Do you promise never to bring me such a terrible well, man? Well, I've, I've got a bit of a cunt for you next week, I'm afraid. Oh, never mind. 
Anyway, anyway, thanks for listening. Let us know if you've got any sex stories that you know about. Even if they're just like, you know, shit you've heard. Just rumours. Anything don't be true. Just just make some of it up. I can't be arsed. <laughs> We're not going to fact check it. <laughs> Get in touch on... 07896-493-664 or FFT at giveover.co.uk We did not get a con. No. Couldn't get the cons. Someone's got it, some woodwork business in <sighs> Yeah, FFT at giveover.co.uk um, Follow us on Instagram. Famous First Times, all one word. Follow us on Facebook. Give over. Yeah. Twitter, YouTube, give over. Yeah. Be back on Thursday for the next episode of Famous First Times. And that's the penultimate episode. And yeah, like I said, it's, it's another cunt. If you like the cunty ones, you'll love it. If you don't, don't listen. Leave it. Yeah, skip or listen and then give it a one star rating. All right. Cheers. cheers.